Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So here it is. Let's go into the cosmos. Once again, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on Into the Cosmos, your weekly team podcast for the first place New York Cosmos of the North American Soccer League. I am EJ Gar, hanging out with me as usual, Frank DeLapa. Frank, oh, man, how are you doing today? What's happening? Yeah, great, EJ. How's it going? Yeah, life is cool, man. Of course, uh, you know, Ruben, Ruben Bovair is our guest this week. We sat down with him yesterday and. uh you know, man, obviously the conversation between you and I is going to have to continue here, man. I, you know, we were talking about how the Cosmos can uh, take 13 points in this four or five game stretch where they're going to be at home. And here's Edmonton, Franco. They're in town this weekend, of course. Cosmos have struggled with Edmonton. Two, two one losses this year. But, uh, you know, Franco, you have 10 points from the four games that you and I were hopeful that the Cosmos would take 13 points from in this stretch. So that concludes Saturday. Against Edmonton, Franco. What do you think? Uh, well, obviously, we're both pretty happy to see the ten points, and uh, hopefully, the three points will come tonight to kind of finish off this homestand. Yeah, I think it's realistic. Obviously, uh, can't obviously underestimate Edmonton. I mean, uh, they gave up two goals, I think, last game, right? And uh, that's a lot for them. So you know, you're not going to goals are going to be hard to come by uh, on the, in this game. Uh, the way the Cosmos are actually defending so well, Jimmy Maurer and goal. Uh, not a lot of margin for error at all in this game, but uh, yeah, it would be great to win. That's really what's at stake. Uh, the Cosmos, yeah. if they get the three points, 13 points from those uh, five games, that's, you know, that's about, which, you know, that's that's as much as we could expect, and uh, that was a goal, I think, that realistic goal that they were really close to hitting. Uh, it really is. And of course, the NESL Best 11 was announced today, and of course, Jimmy Maurer. Was on that list. You're damn right. He was on that list. I made sure of that. And uh, David Giosa, of course, he made the list as well. And uh, Ruben's pass to Giosa. David Giosa has that play up for play of the week, of course, the North American Soccer League. And Frank, what a goal, man! Uh, I, are you serious? I mean, what a goal! Let's talk about this a little bit, man. Obviously, the first half was was, was a pretty decent first half. Minnesota created a bunch of opportunities early, but both teams basically shared possession, man. Even though. Man, it took the Cosmos forever to get their first shot on goal in the okay. Hello, Mr. Ruben Bovera. What a feed to David Diosa, Frank. You know, he sees Diosa coming up that left-hand wing. I don't know if he actually, you know, we talked to him a little bit about it. I don't know if he was really thinking about if that was going to be a pass for Diosa to make a shot on goal. I, I don't know if David even thought he was going to shoot from there. What a shot, man. I mean, there was nothing that he could do. All you do is stand there and appreciate a goal like that, but what, what, a, what a play, Franco. And Ruben saw him making that run, and David just finished it beautifully. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, we see it in, in real time. You just – you don't see that very often. It was just a yeah. perfect ball. Such a perfect ball. 
weight on it, timing and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we, think we, we talked about this a little bit, two left footers too, you know. So uh, I don't know if he could do it any more, uh, you know, aesthetically uh, better than that. It just looks so great. Uh, you're not going to see that again, probably. Not exactly like that. First of all, no way. Kentucky will let the Cosmos, uh, you know, face up in that situation. It's a place where Juan Arango, you know, is very threatening from there. Now Ruben Bober, you know, these left-footed guys getting over on the right side, and the right wing, and coming across like that. Uh, just the timing on that, it's, it's just not, it's just so exquisite that uh, that's why Sammy and Jock looked like he was surprised. I mean, you know, goalkeepers aren't going to see that very often, and uh, you know, he doesn't want to see that happen again. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable, man. I mean, I, I guarantee, I don't want to say I guarantee, but Franco, I, I think that they could practice that play 10 times and maybe convert it once so to actually see them do it in a game. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, baby. Uh, that, was, that was pretty nice, man. Uh, obviously, Franco, the Lance Lang blast off the framework that saved Jimmy to keep it one nothing at the half. Oh, my God. I, uh, wow. That, that was a blast, man. Obviously, Coach was in a pretty good mood at halftime with uh, Tina Sebastio. At halftime, he's talking about, you know, we knew the oh, the wide areas were going to be open, so we just had to put put good balls in there and continue to press and get a good finish in there. Obviously, 60-40 possession for the Cosmos, four to one shots first half. Oh, my God. Frank Lance Wang, another screamer off a free kick. Uh, six minutes into the second half, created another dangerous chance and, Frank, a 55th minute chance for Minnesota when Jimmy came way out. Number 17 had a one-on-one with Jimmy. Jimmy came out and said, I don't think so. Lance Lang had another chance from 25 yards down on the hour mark, and then uh, Pino came in for him. Franco, did you see Lance Lang was pissed off, man. Pino came in, and Lance Lang, he, he threw his armband. He was kicking stuff in, that, uh, in the dugout. He was pissed off, man. He did not want to come out of this game, Franco. Yeah, interesting. I mean, Lance Lang was a uh such a threat for Edmonton last year. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that they let him go. Uh, Edmonton's obviously done pretty well, although not scoring a lot of goals. And now, you know, he just hasn't, uh, you know, he was definitely on. I think he's still as good, as good a player as he was last year. I thought he was terrific last year. Hasn't gotten the goals, but I think he was, he was right on. That, that, that shot off the bar was a, was a great free kick. I would say an excellent free kick. Again, another yeah. left-footed guy, right? So. Yep. Uh, you know, even there's not a lot, of, a lot of goals to be had in a lot of these NASL games. There's a lot of threats, and I think uh, you know, defenders are under a lot of pressure. Goalkeepers are too. Yeah, man. yeah no doubt. And uh, you know, David Diosa comes off for Flores in the 63rd minute, and uh, uh, man, Franco, the 75th minute chance by Ramirez. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get a little excited now, but hello, my name is Jimmy Mauer, and this ball is not getting in that net, Franco. What a save! I'm sorry, Frank. That save. You, you saw that shot. That ball was going in the back of the net, Franco. That ball was actually behind Jimmy when he got a little baby pinky finger on that ball, and that ball did not go in that net. Franco, what a save, man. I was sitting there going, yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe how beautiful that save was, Frank. I, I was pumped up. That, that was right when I posted, okay, listen, I posted on my Twitter feed. If Jimmy Mauer doesn't win the goalkeeper, the NASL best 11 of the week, this week they shouldn't even bother giving out the award, man. <laughs> Yeah, two great saves, obviously. Uh, I think that's what it takes, obviously. That's what Edmonton got to the – I mean, uh, Ottawa, sorry, got my Canadian clubs uh, mixed up. Uh, got to the final last year, largely because of Pizer doing that, that kind of thing all year. Right. right? And uh, I thought Pizer was, you know, maybe the best goalkeeper in the league last year. Now, this year, Jimmy, you know, has been in and out a little bit. Uh, 
Uh, but um, he's shown, shown his class. I think Bruno in, uh, with the strikers has, has like been maybe the best uh, goalkeeper in this season. Um, you know, I think that's what it takes. You need those kind of guys. And Von, Von Oakle, obviously, over the, I think over the whole season has been maybe the best goalkeeper. So uh, Jimmy's right there with him. I think those four guys, you know, have been incredible at times. I think Jimmy's probably been the most consistent. Uh, we can't really judge Bruno because he just kind of got here right a few months ago. Uh, those two guys right now that were making the difference, and that's what it's going to take to get, get through this thing to get to the final one or two incredible plays by goalkeepers, you know, uh, that's what, what makes the difference quite often. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy Mauro came through for, for the Cosmos. So, I mean, he's right there with all those guys. Yeah, he is, man. And that, and again, in the 81st minute, another, another just absolute monster save for Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Andre's obviously had a chance there. And I, man, he, I swear. He was offside, but, uh, man, that, that 94th minute, I, I really thought that maybe they could find a way to just make it two nothing, but, Still, Franco, three points, 12-0 and one at home, a six-point lead in the fall table, seven-point lead in the overall, although that could change, obviously, like tonight, like you mentioned with uh, Edmonton. Oh, my God, Franco, two pretty big games tonight. I look, look at these two games, Frank. Okay, uh, Miami hosting Carolina. Obviously, Carolina, we know, is falling apart. There's a huge game for Miami, especially coming off that nice win over Edmonton on the road, which nobody does. I mean, to walk in there and shut them out like that, Miami looked pretty damn good doing that. So, yeah, and, and again tonight, Franco, Ryo. Taking out Edmonton, up in Edmonton. Obviously, all the Cosmos fans are going to be rooting for Ryo OKC to try to come away with some kind of result in that match, especially with Edmonton coming to town this weekend. Edmonton's obviously facing three games in eight days, and the Cosmos are going to catch them on that third, which is the reverse of last year. Remember last year, the Cosmos, you know, Edmonton caught the Cosmos on the back end of a three of eight. And so now we're catching them on the back end of a three and eight. So, yeah, I like that too, Franco. That's good stuff. Yeah, sort of how things balance out sometimes, right? Yeah, I, I think Ryo has been pretty inconsistent. Uh, they've got some problems. There's always some questions about what's going on, uh, you know, with the parent club in, in Spain and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of hurt them. But, you know, NESL's got these teams like, like Ryo OKC with a bunch of guys that have played the World Cup, and they're really unpredictable. I mean, you know, they, those are the kind of players that when things are going bad and you don't know what's going on, they can be extremely dangerous, you know, in a tough situation like going to Edmonton. So, um, I think the, the televised game is going to be Miami with Carolina. I think that'll be a good one to watch too, because Miami has been, uh, you know, this really unpredictable team, but extremely ambitious, picking up players all over the place, sort of carpet bagging the Cosmos for a couple of really good players. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the only thing that's hurt them is a little bit of inconsistency, but they're definitely on on the up. If any team is, uh, you know, is Miami, and on the road they've been incredible. So, uh, yeah, two games worth watching tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it, Franco. Yeah, I want to ask you something, man, because I, I heard it, and I'm assuming that you're kind of hearing about it, too. What's going on with Ryo OKC, man? I, I'm understanding that, that they're in a little bit more trouble than everybody thinks that they're in. I, I saw a few posts over at the NASL page, not the NASL main page, but a bunch of you know, the Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff where, where you know, there's a lot of North American soccer league pages out there. I'm seeing a lot of news about OKC not, not going to be able to survive this, and they might, they might not even be in this league next year, Frank. That, that, that's a concern. Yeah, it's a big concern. Uh, you know, they really came in ambitiously looking to uh, challenge there. You've already got one team, uh, USL right. team in that city. So, uh, you know, it was actually shaping up to be an incredible rivalry. But, uh, you know, the, the parent club got relegated by, by the counter out of La Liga. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's some that questions hurt. about 
bumping, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's some big questions about it. I think uh, the league's got to look at that and get a little more stability and assurance when, when these, you know, if a European club wants to come in and find the right situation. I'm not sure that was the right one, but um, if Rio Vallecano doesn't get relegated in La Liga, things are probably okay there. You know, I think they're right. – their plan was probably okay for a couple, two or three years. I just don't think that they plan on getting relegated. So, you know, nobody hopes, yeah. nobody plans on that when it happens. But not that many contingency plans. It can really, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, hey, look at the funding, the, the income just starts uh, degenerating, and uh, yeah. you got to look out to, to survive over there. So, it's a, funding two clubs very tough to do. Yeah, and ironically, of course, Rio has that. that long losing streak, and they finally come up with a win last weekend. And look at them, Frank. Uh, four points behind Minnesota and five points behind Indy 11 for that final playoff spot. Just like that, man. I, you know, we, we talked about it all the time. You can go on these bad stretches, and all you need to do is put together some kind of a winning streak. Grab two wins and a draw, a draw, and, and, and you know, anything you can do to grab points. And Iowa OKC is right back in the mix here, man. I mean, four, four points is not that much to make up, and, and they can do it, man. Obviously, with a big match tonight against, uh, against Edmonton, that's going to be a huge match for them. If Royal OKC can take three points or even a point tonight, they're going to get right back into this chase as well. And we thought they were out of it, Frank. Uh, our discussion when we last talked about OKC was they're in a little bit more trouble than we actually thought they were. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe they're not in as much trouble as we think. Uh, you know, so obviously there's not much time left in this campaign, Frank. What, what, are, they, what are they going to do from here? And I, you know, will, it, will you think they're going to make it beyond this season? Uh, that, that, that was Royal Bio Kyle getting sent down. Like you mentioned, Frank, that that killed them. I mean, I'm sure everyone in that organization said, "Oh no!" Now, I mean, they had to see it coming. As soon as that relegation happened, that put everybody into hoods. Yeah, I think it's tough to speculate on that. But uh, there's another goalkeeper, Fernandez. There has played pretty well um, for them. Kind of held it together in some really tough circumstances. And uh, you know, he played for Portugal's national team. I think at least one game. So uh, that guy, you know. That's a team that's going to hang in there. With a goalkeeper like that, uh, even if things are going bad and he's not having a great day, he's going to be there and he's going to keep them in games. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, the other thing is about you play in Portugal like he's done in uh, some of these countries. It's not always like a copacetic, you know. You don't have any safety nets. There's relegation. There's uh, problems with payments and all sorts of stuff going on all the time. So those guys are used to being resourceful. And uh, I think he is – and, you know, a couple of other guys, like I said, they played in the World Cup, but not always playing for great teams with a lot of money and huge resources, but good players who know how to get through these times. But, yeah, um, they've been inconsistent, and uh, I counted them out. I still count them out. But as a, but they're, as a spoiler, <laughs> yeah, that's a team of spoilers. So that's a team yeah. to watch out in, I mean, that, in that role. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's not like they don't have a talent over there. They, they can certainly get right back in the thick of this pretty quick. No, Frank, it's, it's really amazing the talent all around North American soccer league. And we, we have an interview this week with some guy who <laughs> has impressed the hell out of me, Frank. And obviously you can tell in the, by, by the words that I'm going to hit Ruben with here. Uh, Ruben, uh, Frank, you know, you, you and I get to watch Ruben on a regular basis. Obviously I get to go to the games and hang out and see him on the field uh, for 90 minutes, not just when he's on TV, but, uh, Frank, how impressed are you with how Ruben Robert has grown? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I know we're going to get into it when we talk to him on the air, but, I, you know, before we put the interview out there, I'm so impressed with this kid. It's, it's beyond crazy how impressed I am with him now. Yeah, Ruben Robert has really grown this, uh, in the last several months. He came back 
not to remember he was with the Cosmos B a lot, and they won the championship yep. and that sort of thing, but uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have counted on him to be such a, a poised leader on the team. And he's, he's leading by his play. It's just his presence. He's commanding out there. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about that before, but you really noticed that. I mean, he's just emerged. I mean, this is, this is, this is the guy that everybody saw, I think, when he was coming up. Remember, he went to England, played for Charlton, taking the league championship, but, you know, didn't really break through. Then he came to the Red Bull of the MLS, and, uh, you know, they've seen what he can do. And, uh, you know, the, the scouts, the coaches that saw him on the way up weren't wrong. Uh, but they're kind of just waiting to see if he would really emerge. Uh, and I think physically he just looks stronger, just a little bit stronger, too. So, yeah, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's just, it's a breakout year for Ruben Bolvar. So, good to, good to watch, good interview with him today. Let's air this Ruben Bolvar piece, and then uh, I'll, I'll fix that later. And, uh, yeah, we're going to air the Ruben Bolvar piece. I enjoyed his. Uh, Frank and I sat down with him yesterday. Yeah, it's just great to have this kid on the Cosmos, and uh, we certainly appreciate him taking the time. So I'll check out our interview with Ruben, and we'll be right back with you here. Our guest this week was on the giving end of the one nothing goal that helped the Cosmos take three points from Minnesota this past weekend, and that pass came off the boot of Ruben Bomer, who joins us this week here on Into the Cosmos. Ruben, how are you doing, man? What's happening? Hello, guys. I'm good. I'm very good. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, man. I, you know, Ruben, your composure and your growth over the last year, I, I, I've noticed it. I'm going to assume that, that Frank and Coach Gio, all of us are noticing your composure, man. You know, you joined the Cosmos last year. You've grown tremendously, man. I, I, you, I just love your composure, uh, Ruben. I, I think that you're a totally different player than you were even a year ago. Yes, yeah, so obviously I have more confidence in myself, and that's thanks to the coaching staff, especially Gio, to give me that, that confidence I needed after uh, all my injuries and, you know, everything that happened to me. So I'm just trying to give him back all the he did to me and all the trust he put on me. Yeah. Phenomenal job, Ruben. I mean, phenomenal job. Let's talk about the goal, of course. And, wow, you know, David Dios is making that run out the sidelines. And you see him. Now, I, I don't know if you're making a pass expecting him to shoot from there or if you thought just you're, you're trying to create danger and just give David an opportunity down there. What was going through your head when you made that pass and you saw David making that run? No, when uh, I control the pass from Juan and I take it back inside and I saw the run, I know where I had to put the ball and, then after it was uh, David's choice, you know, to shoot, to shoot, to cross. I think he did both at the same time, you know, and ended up being a goal. So it was a great, great goal, and I'm happy for David Diosa. Oh, man, that was a great goal. But did you expect it to go in the back of the net, like I said, or did you think he was just going to put it in the middle and kind of create more, more trouble in the box? <laughs> no, I thought he was going to put it back, but, you know, uh, wow. ended up being a Amazing goal, you know, hopefully he wins uh, the goal of the week. He deserved it, you know, he's been working really hard. So I made a play for him and, you know, it helped the team to to win that important match for us. Yeah, obviously a six-point lead in the fall campaign and a seven-point lead overall is pretty nice. And, uh, oh, Ruben, how cool was it for you to take part in the Emirates Challenge versus Real Madrid with Sergio Roma, Ramos, Luka Modric, Nacho, and you, Danny, Lucky, and Iose, and Andres get to hang out and take part in that challenge. How cool, when they came to you and said, you know, we, we'd like to have you represent the Cosmos in this challenge, were you, that, that had to be pretty cool for you, right? Yeah, of course, you know, I've been a Spanish player, uh, 
psychiatrist, you know. Any player in the world, even if they're not Spanish, you know, Real Madrid is the top team in the world uh, with Barca. And, you know, being uh, around those guys and enjoy a little bit moment with them, you know, it's amazing. You know, they are where all the players wanted to be and we dream to be one day. And it was uh, really great to be with uh, some Spanish boys and the Croatians, you know, and we enjoyed the afternoon. It was fun. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, like like I said, you you know, you actually held a golf club. I saw you swing a golf club, and then they tell you, you know what, you're gonna be playing soccer in this golf format. How cool was that? I mean, that that looked like a lot of fun, man. I mean, that was a, a different format. You don't see that very often. That, that that I was gonna ask you that next. That had to be like a lot of fun, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was very fun. You know, it was something different that we normally do. You know. And uh, we, yeah. you know, we should do that more often. I think, like, uh, right? if the guys had a lot of fun, I think it would be good for the team. Right? That's what I was going to say. How come you guys don't do that, like, once a month with a different team all the time? I mean, those are fun. What happens after that, Ruben? You know, you guys get done shooting it. You know, what, do, you, do you hang out with them afterwards? Or, or did you get to, like, you know, did, did you get to hang out with them and, like, you know, just, just get in their minds and, and hang out with them afterwards? Or what? What happened after no, we talked uh, afterwards a little bit, you know, but they were really busy. They here, they were here for the season, you know. They have so many venues to do and events. So we have, yeah, we talked to them a little bit. We we laugh and then we change some experience and then they have to leave. You know, Ruben, I, I know you're a big fan of La Liga. Obviously, you were born in Mallorca. Yeah, you're Spanish as, as Spanish gets, man. Could you believe the Barcelona result this weekend? And when you look at the La Liga table and you see Guyon and Sevilla and Las Palmas sitting on top of the table, is that strange or what? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like uh, like everyone knows, Spain is normally Barca, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid in the last few years. But it's good to see man. Other teams that normally are not there, so it makes it more competitive, you know, more fun to watch. Because if you watch every game 8 0, 8 0, it gets a bit boring. You know, not like the Premier League, like everyone is competitive. So I think Spain is getting down to there and it's getting good. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, Cosmos are preparing for Edmonton this weekend. Edmonton's taken both games that you guys have played, two to one scores in both games. And- of course, the second game was tough with that late goal, the 91st-minute goal from Fordyce. That kind of hurt. Edmonton's obviously never won in New York, and you're hosting them this weekend. How is preparation going for Edmonton coming to town this weekend? No, we do the same preparation as every single game, but we know this one is even more important. You know, behind us, we know if we win, we give a little bit of gap extra for us, for ourselves. We're not playing at home now. We want to keep the home record streak, so we're going to give our 100%, and hopefully, I'm sure the three points will stay home with us. Yeah, and Edmonton, you know, they they have a tough, man. They have a game on Wednesday night, and then they have to come to New York and play you. They're coming off the loss to Miami, so, uh, you know, you're, you're catching Edmonton at actually a pretty good time here. I know that Van Eichel is obviously one of the best goalkeepers in net, and you know Jimmy Maurer is obviously just as great, so... Uh, goals are going to be very tough to come by this weekend. I, I imagine you guys already know that the, the two best goalkeepers are on the field. It's going to be tough to find a goal this weekend, Ruben. Yes, and also they're famous because they defend very well. They don't score like four or five goals every game, but they don't concede any. So that's yeah. the, I think the bigger play for them. You know, they have a great defense. 
great goalkeeper, so we're just going to have to break them down and, you know, hopefully our chances go in. Yep, right, no doubt. Frank Joe, jump in here, my friend. Hey, Ruben, yeah, we were talking about, um, yeah, your your improved play this year, you know, really your poise and everything, you just seem like a a player that's really grown. But uh, I was just wondering if uh, saying that, would you like to ever go back to England and give it another shot there sometime in your career? Yeah, obviously, Mm. you know, I have a lot of dreams, and I know that uh, in Europe, like, the best football for us is in Europe. So now I just have to keep fit and, you know, keep playing and progressing. And then after the season, we'll sit down and if everything is positive, you never know. But I'm happy here. I'm happy to play for you. And, you know, we just have to win another championship. And then after the things, if you do the right things, uh, other things will come by itself. Yeah, for sure, man. Obviously, you know, uh, you, you were the first signing by Cosmos B last year, uh, Ruben. You know, and obviously you got to celebrate a victory there. You got to celebrate the championship with the Cosmos last year. How nice is all that stuff? You know, we, we obviously had you on last year. We talked about all the trophies and the awards that you had, man. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff, man. I, I, it's, it's obviously, congratulations on all that. But, you know, you see the, the, the Cosmos D this year. It was, a, it was a much different story. And now, obviously, there's another player up here. McTurk comes up here and joins the club. Do you talk to him about you know what 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 it what it takes to stay up here and and stuff like that because you've experienced exactly what McTurk is going through? No, obviously you know I, the guy called with some many guys from the Cosmos team when they start the season you know to give them a little like try to give them a bit of advice and keep going and you know that like McTurk you know he has to see like he has to work hard you know that when the opportunity comes the day that comes he has to be ready for it. Talking is about opportunities, and when it comes, you have to take them and still there on the best level every time. Yep. I know Frank asked you about uh, England. Uh, what, what about Spain, man? Do you, I know, I, do you want to end up in La Liga playing playing for Sevilla or something good like that? <laughs> yeah, of course. It would be amazing, you know, to, because in Spain I only play on low like three months, and I love it, you know. It's, it's dreams that you have to work for it, and hopefully they come again. I'm going to keep doing my stuff, and hopefully one day you call me and I'm playing uh, in Europe and we can talk about this again. <laughs> so so, so we have to do this week's interview is coming to you from Spain, and we have Ruben Bobert with us joining us today. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, you know, remember. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right, let's talk. I, 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 before we let you go, man, I want to talk to you about, you know, I know the Cosmos don't look too far forward ahead here, man, but, you know, the Cosmos are going to have four road games in the next five games after Edmonton. So this is probably the toughest stretch of games that the Cosmos are going to face, and obviously it comes at the end of the year. So, I you know, how much emphasis are you guys making sure that every match has all the attention it needs to make sure you bring home three points every game now? Because, Everybody wants to come after you. You are the Cosmos. So, you know, all these games are, are really big right now. Really big, Ruben. Yeah, of course. You know, we've been amazing at home. We struggled a little bit, but we're getting better outside uh, our stadium, and I think we can get even better. So we're going to go on. We're bring a lot of points on the road trip that is going to set us to win the whole season. Yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt. Now, now, uh, Ruben, have you been back to Spain? I know you. last time we spoke, you were, you were thinking about going back there. Did you make it I back? Or I, you, I went back home in September. No, I haven't been. I'm going to wait until the season finishes and then go back home to see my family. Nice. 
Nice. That's the good stuff, man. So obviously mm-hmm. November the so you're gonna spend Christmas out in Spain with your family? Yeah, of course. You know, it's, uh, it's the only time I can be with them, so I enjoy it as much as I can. Very cool. Very cool, Franco. You wanna you wanna hit uh, Ruben with one more before we go? Yeah, sure, Ruben. Uh, you talked about we talked last time. I think uh, in the, you were there. Uh, you know, in the glory days, sort of when Mallorca was one of the top, you know, one of the real contenders in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the the team the club has been taken over. I, I think Steve Nash is one of the major investors from the U.S. and Sarver from Arizona. Uh, what's your thoughts on you know what Mallorca's um, prospects are? Are they going to get uh, back to where they were at some point? Do you think? Yeah, of course, I'm sure they will be because uh, the new owners, like you say, uh, Steve Nash is involved too. They're making a big investment, and I think uh, Mallorca is a great city and to play uh, soccer. And uh, they some good players, but, you know, it's really difficult, the second division in Spain, to get out of it. But I'm sure uh, they will get out of it and they will be back where they used to be. Yeah, we can only hope. Man. I, obviously, that, that's probably tough for you to see them kind of fall apart like that, but Hopefully the rejuvenation. I, I I think that's something that you probably take to heart because that's your home. I, I, something that probably means something to you. I, I'd imagine. What if they came to you, Ruben, and said, "Will you help us get this started? We want you over there." Like, what, what would that be something for you? To, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, go back home to play. Uh, it's a it's a dream. You know, like and to for my family to let them see me play every week. I'm really, because for them it's really hard to see me over here. So, you know, it's a dream, you know. I'm going to work for it, and hopefully it happens one day. I'm sure it's going to happen one day, Ruben, because you're a phenomenal football player. I mean, Ruben, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. I, you know I come to these games. I get to see a lot of what you do on the field, man. I, again, I said it at the top of the show, and I'll say it now. I, I, I love your composure, man. I think you have grown tremendously. I, but, but even with the pass to David Diosa and that, you actually you, you took the time and found him, man. You you know how to turn, you know how to relax. Uh, that that that's the key, man. You you you're a you're a relaxed player now, and you look a lot more composed than you did last year. Ruben, I, I, I think you're going to be a phenomenal player for years to come, and I, I wish you all the success in the world, man. Just stay healthy. Obviously, if you if you stay healthy, I think you're going to have a lot more big things to come, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Of course, of course, Ruben. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Cos- Into the Cosmos this week, Ruben. Please stay healthy, man, and uh, go out and finish strong and try and take a championship home for the Cosmos, my friend. Yeah, we're going to work for it, and uh, I'm sure we can we can do it again. That's right. All right, Ruben, thank you so much. We'll talk thank to you, you soon. Much. All right. Take care, thank man. You, thank you very much. All right. Very cool, Franco. I mean, Franco, I, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's tushy here, man, but Ruben Bover has uh, tremendous composure now, Frank. I, 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 you know, like I said, I see it. I, I get to go to these games. I see him on the field. And Frank, he, he, he really literally reminds me of Raul. I, I'm not even kidding. I, when, you, when you see, remember last year, man, Raul and his composure, he turned and looked and re- surveyed the whole field and, and make the best move. I, I, I love what Ruben Bobert is doing right now. I, I love it, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, he's really grown a lot, for sure. I thought on that play, uh, you know, that was a goal uh, for Diosa. He set that up, and uh, that's sort of like where he started with the ball was sort of where uh, Arango, Juan Arango, is in that uh, hole a lot, you know, off to the right, uh, 25, 30 yards out. And Arango is really dangerous at, uh, there. Now, 
you know, it seemed like uh, you know you're talking about Raul, but I, I thought uh, a little bit like Arango. You know, Arango might have put that ball in there or or put it on goal. You know, and uh, having a couple of two or three guys that can threaten like that is a really good weapon for the for the Cosmos. Uh, two left footed. They got how many left footed guys on this team? There's one thing I really oh, like watching. God. You know, see technical players and they're left footed, and, and the Cosmos have. Uh, those guys and, and Iose, right, and uh, Arango. So you got like four or five guys that are really technical left-footed players. So I think that that's really tough to defend, you know. And uh, those guys are have a lot of freedom to find spaces. So uh, uh, I, I think it's great to watch. You don't see too many teams with that many left-footed guys. I don't. I don't think EJ. Yeah. And Joe and Jimmy Maurer, man, he's a left-footed goalkeeper too. I <laughs> think here we go. So uh, yeah, it's just crazy, man. And it obviously adds a dimension that uh, you know you have to defend. A lot of people don't know where, you know where, where they're going to go. You can go left, you can go right. If you have both the ability to do both, it certainly change your dynamic, man. And, yeah, Ruben's left foot has been great, man. How many how many passes have we seen him make this year with that left foot of his? Again, uh, talking about composure, man. I, I, I honestly love what Luke Gobert is doing. I hope he's the Cosmos into the future. I don't know what's going to happen. None of us do. But, man, he's got a pretty damn bright future, Franco. Uh, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Yeah, I think he's got to stay here. Um, you know, look at him. I mean, he was on the B team, Cosmos B last year. So this is a big year for him. Kind of a breakout year in a lot of ways. So uh, I think he, he could go back. I think he probably still feels he does have something to prove. He was in uh, the league championship in, in England, but didn't really emerge there. You know, I think uh, some yeah. of those coaches, the people know him there, they might take another look at him. You know, there's a lot more money there. Uh, Spain, again, you know. But he's only 24, too. Ruben Gilbert is 24 years old, and uh, he's got a big, like you said, EJ, real bright yeah. future ahead of him. Definitely. Uh, he's definitely got a nice future ahead of him. And, uh, yeah, we thank you so much for taking the time to come hang out with us this week. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun around here, and uh, yeah, certainly cool stuff with uh, Cosmos have going on off the field. You know, we always kind of point out all the stuff that the Cosmos have going on when they're not uh, on the field. The academy stuff is going on this week and, and for the whole month of September and way into October. Um, before the home game this weekend in Minnesota, the academy sides won three of their four matchups with the Everton FC Westchester, and they split between Mitchell Field and Stewart Stadium out in Long Island and uh, – yeah, you know, the under-12 the under head coach, Ralph Pastorella, we know, and uh, Juan Palacio is doing the under-13 head coaching, and uh, Ronan Weissman's doing the under-14 coaching. And, yeah, there's a ton of events coming up here. Uh, you know, I, I definitely want to get that out there. Just, uh, the, you know, the, the academy stuff and all the things that Cosmos do off the field is just as important as the stuff that they do on it, Franco. So, you know, it's, it's cool to see what the Cosmos do. These academies are tremendous for all these under-12s, under-13, under-14. I mean, if you have a kid who's going to be, you know, trying to, build a future towards uh, having a soccer career. Uh, Franco, how do you not involve your kids in these academies, right? Yeah, it's a good, good opportunity, and uh, I think the Cosmos are doing it right. I think that's the key thing. You know, uh, you, there's no guarantees on how those things are going to pan out or players are going to come out of them or whatever, but I think if you do yeah. it right, you know, you'll get the benefits, and uh, certainly, you know, I think anybody that gets involved in it uh, and rolls in it or whatever, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, you're going to see how things are done. I think they're, they're done Right, the cosmos, right, right uh, intentions, and uh, you know, that's that's what you want to see, and, and I think the benefits, like you say, they'll come out of it. It's, it is important. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, two big games tonight, Franco. Miami hosting Carolina, and Edmonton hosting Rio. Like we talked about, both home teams are of course favored. Uh, can we expect a surprise here tonight, Franco? I mean, do we, do we, is Carolina ever really just going to start, uh, you know, picking up where they left off back in early in the year? It's just 
Yeah, I think we're all kind of disappointed by them, and uh, yeah, it's kind of shocking to see the fall falling apart like this. But, uh, you think we're going to see any surprises tonight? Can Carolina walk into Miami and provide one? And yeah, I, I think Rio can go into Edmonton and at least get a draw there. I, I mean, I, I envision that as a one-one match. I, I guess we'll see how that goes. But do uh, you think we'll see any surprises tonight, man? Yeah, I wouldn't go against. Uh, we do Keeley's RNG on that one, but I would say that Carolina uh, has disappointed and I don't think they're going to recover. I, I just don't think they've improved yeah. enough. Like I, I think this is true. The league has gotten better. The teams like Carolina that have always been good uh, are not that much better, if at all better than they were in, you know, a year or two ago when that level of quality was good enough to really be a contender. Uh, but, you know, they do have a couple of guys that can threaten. So, I mean, they're always going to be, uh, again, in the spoiler role, but I think Ryle's a real spoiler because they got, they're so unpredictable. But I think Carolina maybe just a little bit too predictable now, too. People know what they have, and, uh, again, they, they haven't improved enough, you know, to uh, make that leap into the next uh, level of the elite teams in the, in the NASL. Yeah, man. Of course, Carolina's going to have to head to Tampa Bay this weekend, and uh, both of these teams, Miami and Edmonton, are both going to have to regroup this weekend and take on Miami's going in the 11, and Edmonton, like we mentioned, of course, are coming to the New York Cosmos. So, Franco, those are obviously the two biggest matches of the weekend. The Minnesota-Ottawa match is, is, is uh, you know, a lot where we're all going to have our eyes on that just to see how Minnesota ends up doing if they can take some points from them. But, uh, yeah, Franco, obviously the two big matches of the weekend come with the 11 host to Miami and the Cosmos facing Edmonton. I mean, those are Obviously, all four of those teams are in the hunt right now. I mean, that's it, it's all about those four teams. So <laughs> both of those games this weekend are absolutely <laughs> huge, man, huge. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, we've talked about this before, is that I think the points have to be taken now. That's why the Cosmos yeah. needed to get these 13 points out of 15, if they possibly can, because uh, five of the last seven games are away. Uh, that yeah. last game against Minnesota, I don't think, it, you know, if you're not in position in those last two games of Miami and Minnesota, those last two games for the Cosmos, if they're not in position, uh, you know, in a strength, position of strength, uh, it's going to be really, really tough because uh, as you saw what Indy 11 did in the spring season, you know, um, didn't win, I mean, struggled to win games but got enough points. So at the end, um, they kind of just, you know, exploded and just real unpredictable things happen. So I think it's got to be done now. And I think the Cosmos, but again, you don't want to peak now either. So I think Cosmos has been able to be resourceful, get points. Uh, I don't think they've peaked. Andrea Mancini's coming in, uh, a new player. I'm not sure how much difference he's going to make. I think they might need one more player, a really mm-hmm. uh, a defensive player to shore up that back line. Uh, they've had injuries back there. It's been tough. Uh, you know, you can't count on Jimmy Marler to bail him out all the time. So that's what's going to be uh, uh, the next the next few weeks. Actually, you know, before we get into October, I think it's going to determine the fate of the Cosmos and all the other those four contending teams that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. After this weekend, the Cosmos are going to play three games in nine days again. Franco is stopping in Indian Carolina on the 24th and 28th, and home on October 2nd against Fort Lauderdale. And then, uh, Frank, like we mentioned, three or four on the road to close out the regular season. Ottawa, Jacksonville, the last home game of the year will be against Miami on October 22nd before they close it out on October 29th versus Minnesota uh, on the road. So, yeah, you know, again, Frank, time is running out. Uh, you know, everybody, we all know, man, crunch time is about here. You, there is no more time to waste. If you haven't done what you needed to do so far, you better step on the gas now. And obviously all these teams that are up front better keep that gas pedal down. <laughs> you know, Indy 11 starting to fall apart a little bit, Frank, too. I mean, that's 
you know, this is a team that was pretty dominant in the spring, Frank, though, and they have, they have struggled to find results recently at uh, all, coming off another nasty loss last weekend. So, uh, you know, man, how, how are they going to be able to pull this off? I, 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 I'm not even really all that concerned about Indy 11, to be honest with you, Franco. I don't, I don't think this team's going to be there in the end. Uh, I honestly don't, man. I mean, that's great what you pulled off in the spring, and, and, and congratulations, and we're all happy for you, but it's not going to be enough, Franco. I, I don't think Indy 11 really has what it takes to come home with a championship this year, so I'm not really even all that afraid of them at all, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, Edmonton's obviously the team with Van Eichel in net that they can do so much defensively, on, and they know how to stay in those games. Obviously, we've seen so many one nothing games from them, even though they are coming off a loss and uh, have to take the big match tonight and then the Cosmos. But, yeah, a lot can change, Franco. We all know. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing, nothing. This table will not look like it does right now, although I, I don't see how these top four teams – Minnesota, I, I honestly think, is going to take over Indy 11, even though Indy 11's actually made the playoffs. So how is that going to work, Franco? Because I actually don't know how this is going to work. If Indy 11 doesn't finish in the top four, but they've already actually secured a playoff spot, how is that going to work? Do you know how that works? Because I honestly don't know. Well, no, I assume that they are in because of that, because of winning the uh, yeah. championship. Yeah. The championship. But when I saw you got a up-close look at them. What I saw from that game against the Cosmos is that Indy 11 hasn't improved at all and. Um, over that, oh. over the, the season, and I thought technically, oh. I thought the Cosmos were Cosmos were much better technical team than Indy Eleven, and I just don't. I think when you get to the playoffs, you've got to have that. You've got to have that tech, you know, technical game to fall back on, and I don't think they have it. Uh, so yep. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not seeing it, but I do think that by the rules of the league, they're in. Right? I, I don't see how they can get them out if they won spring championship. Yeah, I, I, just, I guess both of us are going to have to look into this because I, I think we're in a little unprecedented territory because it hasn't happened yet. So I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe it. I actually don't know how that could work. I, I mean, if Indy 11 doesn't finish in the top four in the fall and they've already secured a, a playoff spot and Minnesota ends up taking that fourth position from them and ends up making the playoffs, now they're actually going to be five playoffs. I mean, I, yeah, I, I hate to admit it that I don't know how the playoffs are going to work this year. I, would, I mean, it's, it's almost embarrassing to an extent. I, I can't believe I, I'm sitting here saying that because we're usually pretty prepared around here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I just I wish somebody could either call in and let me know how, how this would work. I, 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 Frank, what's going to happen? Do we know? Do you know? No, but I assume that they, you know, that's the reward for winning the spring championship. Uh, so they've got to yeah. get in. And it just hasn't happened where a team has really fallen off that much where they're not a contender, yeah. you know, into the next season. So, yeah, I, I got to give it to them. So, we're talking if there's three spots open, right? That's the only thing I can think of. If it makes sense. I guess it makes sense, right? <laughs> no, okay. I'm seriously confused. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to, when I go to the Cosmo game this weekend, I'm trying to find somebody who can uh, verify all this for me. I, I mean, I assume we can find it somewhere. Obviously, the NASL rules are out there somewhere. <laughs> Man. So let's uh, let's move on before we get too out of control. Yeah, of course, uh, again, we want to thank, uh, congratulate Jimmy Maurer and David Joseph for the team of the week, and thank uh, Ruben Bobear for coming on here and hanging out with us this week, uh, Frank. <laughs> so, Frank, are you going to end up hanging? You know, there's only two more home games for the Cosmos after this. So are you going to try and make it to one of those two? Or are you going to try and wait for the playoffs to come? What's your what's your personal plan? Yeah, right. Look, I mean, I got to be there for the playoffs. So, uh, oh, by yeah. the time I get down there, one more. You know, obviously, you got to get down there for the regular season, one of the regular season games, and then the playoffs, and, and uh, maybe the final two. Yeah, yeah. cool, man. All right, uh, let's get everybody out of here. 
of course, uh, thank you, man. Thanks a ton for hanging out with me. And, uh, yeah, we got a great show again. Again, we thank everybody for tuning in and hanging out with us. And uh, good luck to the Cosmos and Edmonton this weekend, of course. You know, Frank and I just want everyone to stay healthy, put on a good performance, and uh, do what I can do. Obviously, naturally, we want the Cosmos to take three points this weekend. If they could possibly do that, that would be fantastic. Hopefully, you can all jump out to Short Stadium. It's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous this weekend at Short Stadium. The high is supposed to be about 78 degrees. Start, finally starting to cool off around here because it's just been ridiculously hot here in New York in the last month. And uh, so yeah, let's hope you all get out to Short Stadium this weekend. And uh, you know, we all wish you, we wish you all have a good week. And we'll catch you next time here on Into the Cosmos. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.